Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni with Welcome to the Neighborhood New York and Long Island. And with us today is Ben Oliva with uh, Keller Williams Realty and a resident of Mineola. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning and uh, happy holidays to everyone. Thank you. Um, the focus of uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood dot com is um, Welcome to the Neighborhood New York dot com is to try and uh, highlight new businesses, new community groups, events, and hook everybody up. It's a great place to live, and there's just so many things to do that we're trying to focus and chat with our neighbors and. Um, so hopefully Jason Marcus will join us um, sometime. He was going to talk about, again, the interest rates. We did some of that last week. Um, but uh, Ben this morning is going to start off with a little bit on some first-time homebuyer programs. Then um, uh, an over, some topics about living in Mineola. There was a great article um, that he was mentioned in last year in the New York Times, and so he can discuss some of that. Um, we'll do a, a little segment on the STAR program just because the time for filing the applications is um, January 2nd, so we've got a few references on that. Um, we've got some coat drives to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, Metropolitan Opera and some of the things that are coming up. So uh, you can call in with questions or comments or events, and your call-in number is 646-929-1595, 646-929-1595. There's also a chat session that you can uh, make a comment or ask. And on welcome to the neighborhood ny.com, we have all the links. There's a blog radio page that has all the links of the things that we're mentioning today. So, um, Ben, do you want to start off with um, some information on some of the uh, sessions that you went to regarding first time home buyers? Uh, yes, absolutely. Thank you, Mildred. Uh, I- the, the message with the with these um, first time home buyer programs the the overall message that that I like to use is that essentially there's free money out there uh, free money to uh, residents of Long Island both in Nassau and Suffolk County and that free money um, can be used for various um, requirements when purchasing a home there are of course uh, guidelines that must be followed, uh, but um, the the group that I'm uh, working with right now, the Long Island Housing Partnership, um, and in conjunction with uh, local, um, uh, county, state, and federal programs, uh, can provide uh, the first-time buyer, and the first-time buyer is anyone who has never earned uh, owned a home or has not owned a home within the last uh, three, uh, three IRS reporting years. So if you haven't claimed any kind of deduction in the last three years for um, interest mortgage and things of that sort, then you're considered a first-time buyer. And, and of course, there's income um, minimums and maximums 
there are uh, certain um, requirements. So uh, as an example, um, to, to qualify, um, let's say, a, a single person uh, would have a minimum income of, of $25,000 and a maximum annual income of $54,400. Uh, a family of four, and there are guidelines from you know from household of one all the way up to eight or more. But right. uh, just giving you as a single individual making uh, a maximum of fifty-four four, uh, they would qualify uh, for some of these programs, and it could be as little as fifteen thousand dollars, which is provided by Nassau County, and that's called the Nassau County uh, uh, Down Payment Assistance Program. Um, and, and there are also some state, uh, state grants and, and monies available as well as federal. Uh, right now, the federal government, as an example, is providing first-time buyers with a tax credit uh, of $7,500 as long as you apply and um, make a commitment prior to July of 2009. That, that amount is available. But, um, and, and then there's also uh, employer uh, programs that are available, uh, depending on whether your employer uh, is based here on the island and participates in these programs. And, and the uh, amount of money that's available uh, can be all the way up to $30,000 just from the employer side. And wow. there are guidelines and, and uh, mm -hmm. minimums and so forth. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a great program, great programs that are administered by the Long Island Housing Partnership and what what I'm doing at this point is uh, I'm, I'm, uh, all of my first-time buyer clients and customers, um, I am pre-qualifying them. And if they meet the minimums uh, and maximums, then I refer them to, uh, to the partnership. The partnership will um, uh, go through a process of, uh, again, confirming the, the qualifications. There is some um, mentoring involved relative to uh, some classes that must be taken, a lot of forms to fill out, but it's all worth it. And, and essentially, and I did say free money, and the money is free. It's, it's uh, interest-free loans that are provided and grants, but there are some requirements. For instance, uh, with most of the programs administered uh, uh, through the county um, and state, the uh, recipient must live in that property uh, for 10 years. And, and once they uh and, and every year they have to fill out a form they send it back in just to prove that they're still there um and then once they fulfill that obligation the the loan is forgiven and and uh and it's essentially free at that point if they were to leave the home prior to they'd have to pay back some of the money that that's owed uh some of the money that they've received but it's a great program if and as i said as soon as i uh, start working with a customer who's looking to purchase um, uh, that is the very first thing that I look at is their income, um, and, and there is also a, um, uh, a maximum uh, purchase price, property value limit. Uh, the home cannot appraise for any more than $463,220. So that's at a very high level, um, and I'm just going to summarize free money available for first-time buyers. Uh, the first-time buyer uh, has to have an income maximum and, um, and minimum. Um, they are also required to invest no more than, not no more than, but they are required to invest at least 3% of their own money 
Uh, so, for instance, with the Nassau County Down Payment Assistance Program, if Nassau County were to provide $15,000 towards down payment and closing costs, the buyer would have to have 2000 of their own money. Okay, but... Uh, certainly, uh, you know, affordable and, and easy, uh, easily achievable uh, uh, number. Yeah, I, I know... Uh, I haven't heard some of the other ones which sound, I mean, the employer matching. I mean, you don't even, you know, think about that when you are when you start looking as a first-time home buyer. But I know some of the courses that you mentioned that are the requirements for this for Nassau County, it's, um, you know, just the whole process. Uh, it's uh, your credit scores, how to improve them. Um, you know what they mean, how they impact. So it's basic financial information um, that it's courses, um, so that uh, they can you learn and you get the money. Um, I know there also someone I had spoken to. There was a program in Staten Island um, which we are looking at to find out more information about first-time home buyers for the city because. Um, Th- that is different than the Nassau or the Suffolk one. Um, so yeah, that's correct, and as a matter of fact, um, I'm establishing contacts with um, with the sister organizations. I'll call you know for Queens and Brooklyn uh, mm-hmm. of the Long Island Housing Partnership that provide the same kind of guidance and handholding and and putting together all of these programs for the buyer. What happens is um, the the buyer meets with, once they get through the pre-qual, they meet with uh, a counselor uh, at the uh, at their offices in Hophog, and based on uh, the individual's qualifications, they put together a whole slew of programs. They just walk them through the entire process, not only the educational programs that you were talking about, but then they look at all of the various grants from all of the various agencies, local, state, and federal, and they put package together they help the buyer they walk the buyer through the whole application process one of the things that I'm trying to do because it's not that much of a hardship driving out the hop hog you know living in Mineola takes me uh, 25 minutes to get there but what I'd like to do and I'm working with them on seeing if, if maybe once or twice a month they could have someone um, one of the counselors uh, uh, meet with prospective buyers here is somewhere in Nassau County. I'm working with a couple of banks, and and we even have a facility in in uh, in our uh, our office. We have some large conference rooms that that they could use and meet with buyers. So we're working on that. Um, that sounds great. What we'll do is once you get that, um, you know, any of those listings, I've got um, on Welcome to the Neighborhood New York dot com. I've got a page just for Blog Radio. Mm-hmm. and uh, the shows and the references, so we'll put that up. Um, we also have Ben's contact information, so you can send him an email or give him a call on this. Um, but it sounds uh, really like they're doing the, you know, they're the ones that have the the all that information and to put a package together on things that you never thought about. So um that's uh, really good. I see Jason has joined us. Jason, hello. Hi, Mildred. Hi, Ben. Sorry for the Hi. delay. That's okay. Um, I, I don't know whether you mentioned I have everybody's contact information on the website, so um, I've got your email and your phone and everything up there. Um, 
then why don't we um do you want to talk about miniola right now um sure, sure. Just, a, just a real quick overview um Mineola is uh, the county seat, uh, you know, it's very centrally located. It's a great community. My wife and I and our three children have lived here for 27 years. My my kids all went to uh, local schools and graduated from uh, schools here in Mineola and, you know, went on from there. But uh, it's just a great community, centrally located, terrific um, access to um, – to transportation and highways. Uh, there's a major uh, bus depot now that has been built over the last two years uh, right at the Mineola uh, Railroad, the Long Island Railroad Station. Um, and uh, it's just a great community uh, that um, is, uh, is very um, uh, resident-centric. Uh, you know, I, there was an article that appeared uh, in the New York Times December 23rd uh, of last year um, that talked about uh, Mineola, and, and I, got, I was quoted in there once or twice on, on, on different things that I find um, you know, very appealing about Mineola, and, and one of them is just, you know, and this is very timely with, with the ice and snow that we've had, and that is that it doesn't take long for uh, for the sanitation and, and road crews to to just clear things out, and it's not just the major roads like uh, uh, Jericho Turnpike uh, and parts of Old Country Road or Hillside Avenue, the part of Mineola, but the the side roads as well. You know, I know having lived in Queens years ago, and and I do business in Queens as well. During the winter months, sometimes it's difficult. You know, I, I have a, a home that I'm trying to sell. Uh, in Hollis, and, and right after the very first snow snowfall that we had, I had a very, very difficult time getting to, I didn't want to cancel it because it had already been published and publicized in various publications and online uh, uh, systems and so forth. So, But it was really tough to get to that home and find parking, and, and those are the things that I guess we're fortunate about on Long Island, and, and Mineola is one of those communities, and there's a, you know, a lot of communities, but yeah, I'm more uh, in tune to what goes on here. Uh, right. And, uh, One thing in that article, and we have the link because it was really such a good article. You know, it talks about one thing I love about uh, New Hyde Park, Mineola. For there's like 135 trains every weekday, and there's 90 on the weekends, which is really. And then you have the bus system. So as far as transportation, it really um, and it's at you know it says 35 to 40 minutes, it's exactly, and you can't beat that. You, you can't, can't beat that. Can't. From Mineola, it takes 37 minutes to get to Penn Station. From New Hyde Park, it takes 35 minutes to get to Penn Station. And and that's just, you know, barely reading a chapter or two in a book or, or uh, you know, a couple of uh, pages of your local paper and, and you're in, in Manhattan. Yep. So it's a um, communities. Yeah, so I would recommend anybody who's interested uh, clicking on that link and reading the article because it really was good. Um, so, Ben, if you'll just uh, hang on with us. And, uh, Jason, um, we I had originally, Jason and I had discussed doing something on buyer's broker agreements, but I think because of the STAR program, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Jason, last week you talked about um, the interest rates. Could you go over that 
just again, you know, let us know what's going on this week and just give everybody an idea of what you think with the interest rates, uh, some of their options might be. Well, naturally, uh, being during the holidays, um, it, it, we didn't have much movement. Um, little bit up, little bit down, but I mean, it's basically stayed um, pretty level. As you know, most of it, everybody kind of um, markets closed several times early. Um, obviously, not being open on Christmas, so um, we really didn't have much of a differentiation in um, interest rates. But naturally, we're still just hovering at a all-time low right now. Now, what I mentioned last week, and I'll kind of touch upon again, um, the spreads between interest rates um, have shrunk dramatically. Now, when I'm talking about spreads is generally speaking when, let's just say an interest rate is sitting um, where you can go to any bank and you can get an interest rate at 5.5% with what they say zero points. Now, when they're talking about points, what they're meaning is 1% of a loan amount. So generally speaking, when you're talking about 1%, if you were to pay a point, if you, let's say, had a $300,000 loan and you wanted to pay one point, 1% of 300000 being $3,000. Now, what the rule pretty much was up until recently was when you pay that one point, you'd be able to bring the interest rate down about a quarter of a percent. So if you were getting an interest rate at about 5.5%, you paid one point, you can get that interest rate down to 5.25%. What's changed majorly, um, which we've never really seen before up until recent times, is those points are going much further in dropping the interest rate. So instead of being able to take an interest rate from, let's just say, 55 paying the one point down to five and a quarter, that one point's getting us down to five, from five and a half to 4.875. The whole logic to this is so that way um, you almost are going to start a refinance boom, but the banks themselves um, won't have to pay out um, the mortgage brokers and mortgage bankers out there um, they would get paid by collecting points. Um, it entices the purchaser slash refire to obviously go out and buy points, and it's going to drop their rate dramatically. I hope I kind of sum that up uh, as best as I can in simplest terms. Yeah, um, so it seems to me, so if somebody, where at what rate should somebody be if they, to think about refinancing? Anytime you can drop your interest rate more than probably 1%, it's absolutely worth going through the motions to at least have the free consultation to break down the numbers to see if it makes sense. Now, naturally, the spread on the interest rate usually needs to increase as you have less years on your loan. For example, if you took out a mortgage within the last one or two years, your spread for interest rate should be probably about 1%. But if you took out your mortgage, let's say, five to seven years ago, that spread might have to increase to make it make sense, unless, Mm -hmm. naturally, you're going to try to drop your term, take something from a 30-year to either a 20-year or a 15-year. So, once again, it comes down to a case-by-case basis where you have to really do the math to figure out 
on the long term versus the short term what the best plan of attack is in respect to refinancing. But generally, I'm gonna, I would have that conversation if rates are um, at least 1% lower than what you have now. Now, if you're sitting there, like I said, and you are willing to incorporate a point to refinance and you can get a rate that's somewhere in between 4.75 and 5 and you're sitting somewhere around 6, it's worth having that discussion or that 10 or 15 minute breakdown with your mortgage planner to really go through things in respect to long and short term planning to figure out if it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one thing I, I always like to mention too is that your mortgage planner can do a review for you without um, pulling your credit if you have something, uh, a credit report within the last uh, six months. Isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. Like naturally yes. when you're going over these things. And generally speaking, people are usually pretty honest about things um, and pretty accurate about things because obviously it does them no good to sit there and withhold information. Usually when you, you're getting through and you're doing a comprehensive breakdown of all this stuff, um, the more accurate you are, obviously it's going to be easier on everybody just to figure out exactly where you'll be. So generally... As long as the uh, credit report is somewhat accurate and as long as you can kind of, even when we run it, if it's a little bit older and you give me a quick update, most people know where they're at, especially on the credit card side of things or, you know, and the installment loans don't really change much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that's one question. Uh, sometimes people are a little hesitant because they think they're going to get too many credit reports run uh, and it'll negatively affect their credit. So um, that's something that you mentioned that it didn't, you didn't have to do that. So um, you can have that discussion, uh, which is better to have than, than to, to not, to wait until, especially if you're looking to buy a house, you don't wait. So um, anything else you'd like to comment on before? Um, yeah, just to touch on what you were just saying real quick, um, just as a quick reminder, without penalty, you can run your credit basically three times every 90 days. So on average, once every 30 days without it um, causing a negative effect on your credit report. So if you have run your credit, let's say six months ago and you haven't run it in that time and you're going to speak to your mortgage planner, it absolutely isn't going to affect you negatively if you have a new report run. Okay. Good. Um, well, thank you. Now, what I'd like to discuss is the STAR program right now. And um, just to let everyone know that there is, it's a state program. Um, they, the state for Nassau and Suffolk and the rest of New York State has one set of rules. New York City has a different, um, a different plan, but if you're in Nassau or Suffolk, you can get a property tax, your school rebate. And um, I've got a link um, to uh, Assemblyman Kevin had an article in the Nassau Illustrated last week um, that really gives an overview of it. We've got links to the Nassau County um, Department of Assessment that has more information, but we've got numbers, and, and Senator McKevitt, uh, Assemblyman McKevitt's office will be able to answer any questions or help you if you have questions. There's different STAR programs. There's regular STAR. There's enhanced STAR. They have different rules, different requirements. Um, 
with the state budget, we don't know what's going to happen, whether they're going to cut any of them out or percentages, but the paperwork has to be filed by January 2nd, which is next um, Friday. So there is that deadline, um, and it's worth it to look it over and see if you have any options there. Um, now, what I'd like to do is just talk about a few community events. Um, uh, Keller Williams Greater Nassau, we're doing a coat drive through, uh, through January, and we have it so we can collect coats that um, will be going to a cleaners. They do the cleaning, and then they're donated to people. So if you have any coats and you're thinking, well, I really need to clean it, but I can't, I just can't clean send it to the cleaners. We have a program that will um, we can collect your clothes, collect your coats. We need hats, scarves, gloves. Um, and um, so that's one thing on the coat drive. As far as uh, food bank drives, we have, um, I'm part of Clickets, which is a fabric arts group. And we have three 501C charities that we donate um, handcrafted garments to as well as hats, scarves, coats, gloves, um, and food bank items. So if you ha we have all the links up there. If you have anything you want to give, you, you can't get out to, to give, we can help you. So you just need to give us a call and we'll do that. Um, one other link that I have um, up there is the Metropolitan Opera. I wanted to um, mention that because they've got some really interesting programs. I was lucky enough to see the Damnation of Faust production, and it incorporates um, opera, ballet, and Cirque du Soleil, and it's and technology. So for me, it was really perfect. And um, they will be showing that on some of the pay-per-views later on in the spring, but. You can go to the opera site, and they have Saturday morning operas that you can listen live. They have the theater where you can go out to the Westbury Theater and see the productions um, live from the comfort out there in case getting into the city is too much. And there are really some great programs, the sound, and when the Damnation of Faust comes um, on your pay-per-view, I would really recommend it. It's really an enjoyable Production and blends all those, especially if you're a Cirque du Soleil fan, um, you'll you'll really like it. Um, okay, so next week, um, you got any uh, anything else interesting that you want to talk about, you guys? Um, I just obviously, as always, just want to um, during this holiday season, uh, as you know. People kind of unwind and get ready for um, New Year's. Uh, just to remember to uh, you know keep keep donating, and the drives that you mentioned are so important. Um, you know, try to parlay that. I mean, usually, generally in this time of year, people obviously are giving and then kind of lose it as we kind of move past the holiday season. Um, you should really try to focus and, you know, in these hard times, really try your best to just keep doing it, not just this time of year, but during the whole year. You know. Um, yeah, and especially I know that people, they always have a lot of volunteers for the holiday season, but um, afterwards, like food banks or people giving out food or programs like that, and um, it's a way you can make a difference. We ran a, Clickets ran a clothing drive 
um, in the fall that um, we were we meet at Gloria Day Church and um, they were kind enough to let us hold our drive there and we collected over 60 huge bags of clothing um, one uh, gentleman brought two pickup truck loads full of bikes and baby um, paraphernalia and toys and um, people have things that they want to give. So if you've got something that you want to give and you don't know where it could go and be put to good use, we have, um, like, like I say, the Clickets, we have three 501C charities that we donate to that will take all types, different types of items so you can call us. Um, ben, is there anything in Mineola that you're planning that you that you're planning on, um, are there uh, any New Year's events there that you know about or anything? I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah. but uh. No, but, uh, you know, just sticking with the theme of, of um, uh, you know, helping the needy, uh, Randy's Cleaners uh, has been involved with coats for, um, for people in need for at least the last, uh, I think, 15, 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a it's a program that that Mineola, not only the residents but uh, you know the mayor's office and and uh, people uh, you know within within the government local government uh, are involved with in promoting and helping and, and they collect a tremendous uh, number of coats and I'm not sure if that's where Keller Williams. No, I think and, and it's a good thing you brought it up. It'll be a Delphi cleaners um and that's in Garden City. So you could uh, drop them off there um and they are also in part of the same um type of a program. So um uh well, next week we're going to talk about buyers broker agreements and we'll have um some community updates and um, a little opera uh, to go in and out. And uh, we're going to switch times next week. We're going to do between 10 and 10.30. So that's a time change. But go to the website. All our information's there. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Melcher. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. This was great. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye.